Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTSETC.com and Members Academy. Today I'm going to do a listening section four and I've chosen today's topic because it's slightly different from normal. It's all about saving for the future, so it's all about money and economics. Um, if you're not sure what topics to prepare for IELTS, have a look on the vocabulary section of my website and there are two pages there. There's one which is about vocabulary and the types of topics and then there's one that's called vocabulary resources where I put extra resources where you can find and learn and review vocabulary. Um, this one is all about um, finance as I mentioned and I'd just like to say sorry I've missed quite a few days just because I'm working on something that keeps me on the computer for a long time so um, I'm sorry about that but I'm back. Okay so this is questions 31 to 40 um, and each question is a gap fill, um, but it's divided into questions 31 to 35. So that's five questions. And then the second half, of course, is 36 to 40. In the exam, part four, you don't have time to look at the second half. You have to prepare, look through the questions, guess about the gaps for the whole list from 31 to 40. But today I'm going to divide it into those two sections. So let's look at the questions first. And 31 says, according to George Bernard Shaw, men are supposed to understand something economics and finance. So there are three things that men are supposed to understand according to George Bernard Shaw. So even though there's quite a long introduction to let you settle in, um, they will signal when the word George Bernard Shaw comes so that you're ready to listen for the answer. Question 32 then quite some, comes quite quickly. It says, however, women are more prepared to mm, about them, to something about them. So we need to know what women are more prepared to do. Then it says 33, women tend to save for something and a house. 34, men tend to save for something and for retirement. So you're just looking for the words which, what do women save for, what do men save for? Um, and you are allowed three words maximum here. Always check the instructions for that. Question 35 says, women who are left alone may have to pay for something when they are old. So, you know, you can start making guesses about these. Um, obviously, nouns, most of them, women save for something, men save for something, women on their own have to pay for something when they are old. The other 32 is a verb. Women are more prepared to, so you know there's a verb. And then 31, we're looking for a subject that men are supposed to understand. All right, so I'm going to read the long introduction and I'm going to read um, until George Bernard Shaw. Okay, so we've been looking at the attitudes of various social and cultural groups towards the management of their personal finances how important they feel it is to save money and what they save their money for. One aspect that we haven't considered yet is gender. 
So, if we consider gender issues, we're basically asking whether men and women have different attitudes towards saving money and whether they save money for different things. Back in 1928, the British writer George Bernard Shaw wrote in his Intelligent Women's Guide to Socialism and Capitalism that a man is supposed to understand politics, economics and finance and is therefore unwilling to accept essential instruction. Okay, so that's what he says about a man is supposed to understand politics, economics and finance. So the answer we were looking for was politics. Make sure you put the S there. Um, for most subjects like politics, economics, um, what else? Maths, I'm thinking of. Although in America they say math instead, but we say mathematics. <laughs> for math or maths, both is okay in the exam, but if it's politics or economics, then you must have the S. Question 32. What about women? He also said a woman having fewer pretensions is far more willing to learn. So the answer there is women are more prepared to learn is the verb answer. Then there's a little um, relax while you listen. Now, though these days people might question a lot of the assumptions contained in those statements, recent research does suggest that there are some quite fundamental differences between men and women in their attitudes to economic matters. Let's look at what men and women actually save for. So you can notice a very clear signal that they're telling you the next question is coming up. We're looking for what do women save for, what do men save for. Research studies of women in North America have found that women are far more likely to save for their children's education and they are also more likely to save up in order to buy a house one day. Okay, so we were looking for a gap that women save for something and a house and we were allowed three words and it says women are more likely to save for their children's education. Three words. Now men, we're looking simply for what do they save for and retirement. The same studies have found that men, on the other hand, tend to save for a car which, by the way, takes a surprisingly large amount of the household budget in North America. But the other main priority for men when saving money is their retirement. When they're earning, they're far more likely to put money aside for their old age than women are. Okay, so they told us that they save for their retirement, but the first gap was for a car. Then it comes to question 35 about women who are left alone. It says, 
and we need to know what they have to pay for. Could you guess that? What do women have to pay for when they are old? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> so there's quite a long introduction. It says, now, this is rather disturbing because in fact, the need for women to save for their old age is far greater than for men. Let's consider this for a moment. To start with, it is a fact that throughout the world, women are likely to live many years longer than men, so they need money to support them during this time. Since women are likely to be the ones left without a partner in old age, they may therefore have to pay for nursing care because they don't have a spouse to look after them. Furthermore, the high divorce rates in North America are creating a poverty cycle for women. It is the divorced woman who will most often have to look after the children and thus they need more money to look after not just themselves but others. Okay, so there was a long paragraph there and hidden amongst that is that women who are left alone may have to pay for nursing care. Now, in the first line, it says women need to save for their old age, but we were focusing on women who are left alone. And therefore, the answer is they may have to pay for nursing care because they don't have a spouse to look after them. Spouse, of course, is another word for husband or wife. That's questions 31 to 35. And then there's a short, well, a kind of small, short pause before it gives you a few seconds to look at questions 36 to 40. And the title of this part is Saving for the Future. How do you know you are in the second half? Well, as I've mentioned many times before, the second half starts with a kind of rhetorical question it says so what can be done about this situation it really tells you that they've moved on to the, the solutions part of the listening very often they start with a problem they describe the background and then they talk about the solution and they introduce that with this question so what can be done about this situation Let's look at the gaps. It, the title is Saving for the Future and it says research indicates that many women only think about their financial future when a something occurs. So we're looking for a noun because it says when a something occurs. So the population in North America is likely to increase sorry, is likely to contain an increasing number of elderly women. The research indicates that at present for women, it takes a crisis to make them think about their future financial situation. So financial future, um, they only think about it when a crisis, C-R-I-S-I-S, -I -I occurs. Question 37, it says it is best for women to start thinking about pensions when they are in there and we need 37. It's a strange expression, isn't it? But we're looking for an age when women should think about their pensions. And this is what the text says. 
Of course, this is the very worst time for anyone to make important decisions. Women today need to look ahead, think ahead, not wait until they are under pressure. Even women in their early 20s need to think about pensions, for example, and with increasing numbers of women in professional positions, there are signs that this is beginning to happen. So we were looking for an age, but of course there's not an exact age. It's this expression, in their early 20s. Be careful about spelling here. You are allowed three words, but the answer is early 20s. Um, Remember, 20s is a word which describes the age from 21 or 20 to 29. But the spelling is 20s, plural, not apostrophe S, which a lot of English people write. (laughs) It's T-W-E-N-T-I-E-S is the correct spelling. It's a plural of 20, obviously. It's plural, not apostrophe S. Um, You could also write just the number 20 with an S at the end. You don't need an apostrophe. Um, I'm wondering they probably would accept it these days because everybody puts an apostrophe, um, but you don't. So either choose 20S or write the full word 20s. Um, Looking at the gap again, 38, it says a good way for women to develop their something in dealing with financial affairs would be to attend classes in something. So you've got two gaps very close together. And my class struggled with this just because the gaps were coming very quickly. Um, It's not usually this close together. So let's listen. It says um, women need to develop their something and attend classes in something. Research also suggests that women avoid dealing effectively with their economic situation because of a lack of confidence. The best way for them to overcome this is by getting themselves properly informed so they are less dependent on other people's advice. A number of initiatives have been set up to help them do this. This college, for example is one of the educational institutions which offers night classes in money management. And increasing numbers of women are enrolling on such courses. Okay, so what women need, apparently, they have a lack of confidence. So the gap was uh, to develop their confidence is the answer. Spelling at the end is E-N-C-E. IELTS does like to test these spellings of different endings like confidence is with an E, dependence, independence is with an E-N-C-E, but there are other words with A-N-C-E. So have a look at my Instagram posts. I've got lists of those for you. Um, And then let's look at the final question, which is 40. And it says, when investing in stocks and shares... It is suggested that women should put a high proportion of their savings in something. That's it. So we're looking for something which tells us where women should put a high proportion, meaning a lot or uh, a high percentage of their savings. So it says 
many women are unwilling to invest in stocks and shares. But these can be extremely profitable. It is usually advised that at least 70% of a person's savings should be in low-risk investments. But for the rest, financial advisors often advise taking some well-informed risks. Initiatives such as this can give women the economic skills and knowledge they need for a comfortable, independent retirement. Okay, so the last one was tricky again. Where should women put their savings? Um, High proportion is 70% should be in low risk investments. Um, Low risk is an adjective there, so it would usually have a hyphen. In the answer, it has a hyphen. Um, So between low and risk, there's a hyphen. That makes it one word, actually. So one word is low risk. And two words is investments with a S. So that's two words. You are allowed three words. So if you just put low as one word, risk is one word, investments one word, then that's fine because you can put three words. It's correct. Again, people don't use this little dash or hyphen anymore. People have forgotten how to use it. Um, I don't think IELTS are very fussy about that these days. Um, But if you are worried in other listenings and readings, if there is a hyphen, that's usually considered to be one word. If you've got any questions about that, please don't hesitate to ask. If you see any examples of hyphens and you're not sure uh, if you need a hyphen there, then please do come and ask me anywhere that's easy for you. Instagram, direct messaging, Facebook, um, email and I'd be happy to help. I do take requests. So people asked me yesterday for some predictions, how to make predictions. And I've put a a post there on Instagram. Um, Yeah, so I'm really I'd welcome your feedback if there's anything that you'd like me to talk about or make materials for. Okay, thanks ever so much for listening today. I'm going to put that up on my website as soon as possible. um, So you can get the PDF and all the vocabulary. Interestingly, as I read through it, I realised it's more vocabulary related to gender. You know, it's the topic in IELTS about men and women um, rather than finance. But there's a lot about finance there as well. So both are good. (laughs) Thanks for listening ever so much today. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye.